Super Smash Bros. Ultimate new update. It's a big one. At Super Smash Bros. released a new 3.0 update back on the 17th, which is a pretty good one. Uh, first, it's going to really it's released the first of its downloadable character pack, Joker from the Persona 5. Hugely excited about that. Persona 5 being one of my favorite Persona games next to 4. It's such a great game and I'm excited that they added this character to Super Smash Brothers because when they first announced it I was oh my god I was just so excited I was not expecting it and it's just it's just exciting having it into the Super Smash Bros played a little bit of him yeah I think I'm, I'm gonna like him I'm probably gonna play a lot of him and I'm just excited and his stage which has got me excited is Mementos which is from the Persona 5 and in the stage is gonna be able to play three um game Persona 3 4 and 5 music it gets changed every time and what's so awesome is the original stage of Persona 5 will be red with the Persona 5 games but if it goes to the other Persona games with the songs, for 3, it changes to blue. To 4, it changes to yellow, which I think is awesome because it shows like the color. Because in those games, if you played 4 and 3, you can tell 3, mainly blue, 4, mainly yellow, which I'm excited. And of course, 5, mainly red, which that's what got me excited with that staging. And of course, with the character plays exactly, I'm just... I'm just excited about him. Now, for the other stuff that 3.0 came out with, another huge thing was Stage Builder. They finally brought it back from Super Smash Brawl, which when it came out for Super Smash Brawl, it wasn't as detailed. Now, they definitely got a little more detailed with the Stage Builder, which is it's just great. You'll be able to create your stages. They're pretty meticulous of what you can do with it, too, which is awesome. You can put things in the background, the foreground, up, down, everything. So you can actually make some pretty detailed stages. I only played around with a little bit, but I definitely want to try to play a bunch more. And it's already been a bunch of stages already been made because, you know, people are crazy like that. I personally want to... You know, see if I can try to create some things. There's some, like, Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3 levels that I would love to ha to make. I have to have the patience for it. To add, you know, some, some of those stages to the thing. And people, I'm sure, will love it because, you know, Donkey Kong Country, one of my favorite game series. I think it would be great that have some stages inspired by that. So, and of course, with that coming out, little tangent here... There's a little situation that, you know, when you have as much freedom as you are able to, there are some, lack of better words, suggestive levels that are causing, you know, issues. I don't know if Nintendo has, you know, said anything about it yet. Um, there just has been, you know, stages where, you know, wouldn't it be the most kid-friendly, but... I mean, for if you're going to have something like this, things like that are to be expected. I'm just wondering what Nintendo's going to do to try to, you know, offset that. Maybe, you know, ban those stages, ban the people who make those stages. But then, you know, it gets to the ground like, are you banning free speech and things like that? It's like, I don't know. But we'll see how 
that goes. Um, still very early. Just came out like two days ago. So still, you know, early and see what they're going to do. And also with this new 3.0 update, they actually balanced a lot more of the characters. One of the major ones is Diddy Kong. They kind of like gave his attacks more of a boost because before he was a powerhouse in the Super Smash Bros. games, but then with the new one, they kind of brought him back to make him less powerful, but by doing that, it kind of made him like way weak and kind of useless so they kind of upped him to you know make him like more viable in the gameplay along with a bunch of other characters too many to announce so and then of course with this you can also get new costumes for the me fighters which is which i'm excited for the persona three and four protagonists along with teddy and morgan's hat which is awesome. So, you know, you get to dress your characters up like Persona 4 and 3 characters, which I'm excited about. And also, you can dress up as Knuckles and Tails. Huge Sonic fan, if you know who, who I am. So that's why I'm excited for that news. So they're adding that. Each of those costumes are about 75 cents each. So not too bad, especially changes the whole look and everything. And then for... The Joker character, it's $6 for the one character, but if you buy the five fighter, the fighter pass, which is $25, you'll be able to get him and you'll get the other four characters, which they have yet to announce, which I'm kind of curious on what the new characters are going to be, but you know, we'll say speculations for another time, but I'm excited for this new 3.0 update and I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to have a lot of fun playing with Joker and figuring out how to make some good stages for, with the stage creator. GameStop actually has a new rule that could actually help customers. As it was just announced, GameStop is offering a full price refund on games within 48 hours of their release date. They're starting off with the new game coming out, Days Gone. Basically, what they're, what they're trying to do is that if you buy the game... And you decide within 48 hours, you know, this is not the game for you. You don't want this game. They'll let you return it for full price. Now, there's a little situation with that only because it's not give you cash back or credit or put it back on your credit card. It has to be store credit, which still actually works which i actually enjoy that because yeah there's been times that i bought a full price game and immediately regretted it and i'm glad that gamestop is seeing that and seeing that you know there are customers that have that same issue because before what they used to do is you cannot once you open a new game you cannot return it you cannot get full price if you return or anything like that you can trade it in but of course you'll get either half or less than half of what you actually paid for which of course pissed off a lot of gamestop customers and it's one of the reasons why gamestop is not the most liked video game store there's a bunch of others but we won't get into that now this is the other thing about this too. This 
is the only game that's announced that they're going to do this to. We don't know if there's going to be any other games announced yet that they're going to do this. Who knows if they're going to be doing this for new releases from now on. Or they're trying it on Days Gone and see how it works and see, you know, they are a company. and want to see how much money they're going to lose on this and see if actually people actually do want to keep the game or not. It's pretty much what they're called guaranteed to love it because, you know, with this game, it's been announced a while ago it's been saying it's gonna come out come out come out and it's finally coming out and you know showing all the trails and stuff there so they're pretty much saying that people are going to love this game but of course with a game that's been announced such long ago and you've been seeing trailers and trailers of it who knows if it's going to be any good or not so that's why i am happy that they are doing this but i wonder if gamestop is thinking that oh I wonder if they're not going to return it back because it's not going to work. Or is people going to take advantage of it, play it, who knows how long the game is, beat it as quick as possible, and try to return it within the 48 hours. I wonder if GameStop it did see that in the future or not, but I guess we will find out. And the funny thing about this is, this rule was announced literally the day after george sherman the new cao of gamestop went into office so this is actually pretty funny so i wonder if good old george will be able to have any more new rules implicated that's maybe we'll put gamestop in a better favorable place i don't know though because what has gamestop has done i don't know if they could get back from that but you know it's never too late i guess so we will see people still go there a lot so we will see i'm kind of excited to see how this promo is going to work and see how much it will backfire or not now we're here with this console wars we have the new digital edition xbox one which has no optical disc drive versus the leaks of the ps5 so now we're into the new generation of consoles and i kind of question the xbox route because why are they releasing a same model cheaper model just for the same games and everything just without a disc drive like you're really putting the people that love physical media to the trash and i think this is what they wanted since the start when they first introduced the xbox one with the drm always on connection and now with all the digital competition that's happening with the uh, stadia with playstation now even xbox game access that's all from the cloud as well i think they're really prepping the audience for the future of the xbox brand so telling them up front hey look now you can get it for 250 without the drive you save some money and now you're going to be hit to the digital age so it's like you're kind of paying, like you're paying to be groomed in a way. I don't know. I, I say that they did it for the mental uh, achievement to make these Xbox fans accustomed to digital gaming. And I can go on a whole entire rant on why I like physical versus digital because ultimately you own it. But now with all this, with uh, a physical disc and then playing it you still uses use the service by agreeing to a terms of service so once their servers are done game over that always repeatedly happens to multiple games and then they go you know then they run by private servers and the like but consoles is it's harder so 
then now we got PS5. PS5 now just pretty much released that, first off, it's not even an official name, PS5. I hope they call it PS5 and not do something kind of stupid like what Xbox did with Xbox 360 after the original Xbox. But, um, so it's unofficial, it's not PS5, but they announced some, uh, some specs that are out there. You know, they're saying that this system could be 8K compatible as for, and 3D audio. It's 3D audio. So I don't know how they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, apply that to the gaming world. I know it would sound beautiful, but how, how can you do that if you don't have outputs that can, that can utilize that, you know, like, and then there's a solid state drive, which means everything is snappier. Now, because it is baked into the PS5, upon development, while these gamers, they could tap into the SSD drive. Thus, anything as far as development, graphics, movement, and the like, and loading screens, obviously, will have little to no lag in those instances. Yes, you can go to PS4 and buy a drive of SSD and put it on there. Yeah, the load times will shorten a, a teeny bit, but... And, you know, some, some files will load up faster and snappier. I get it. But it's it's a difference where developers are from the ground up. They could take full advantage. And their te- techniques of development could be... That SSD drive could be utilized accordingly. So it's something that they can grab from day one and utilize it and finalize it. Um, if Guys, if you don't know what the difference between a regular hard drive and an SSD drive... You know, aka hard disk drive, um, HDD versus SSD, or yes, SSD. Um, pretty much, the hard disk drive has a physical disk that actually stores your media, whereas the SSD, considered as a micro SIM card, like a SIM card, pretty much a flash drive. That's that's how I can kind of. It's pretty much like a di- uh, like a chip. You know, and that's it. There's no mechanical parts. There's no physical hardware. Hard disk drives tend to, uh, you know, if you drop it or if you knock it and this and the third, you could lose data. Even even a, a magnet could be attached. No, yeah, it, a magnet could be near the PC and all of a sudden it could be fried. You know, nowadays the PC towers, you know, either they run SSD or run enough casing for the PC to prevent magnet interference, magnetic interference um, to reduce data loss. Whereas solid state drives, they don't, they don't run into those problems. So there's a, you know, pros and cons, just my little, my little, uh, take on it. But, um, that's why it's a difference for the PS5. So the console, console wars are now beginning. It's now happening. We're going to see more. Um, I think they're not anticipating the PS5 being released, uh, this year though. So we're going to see a lot of rumors. We're going to see a lot of tidbits. We're going to see a lot of different leaks. So look forward to that. Mobile is taking over now, my friends. I think everybody kind of knows that because every single person, even a child age six, has a smartphone. But when it comes to games, it's a whole nother situation. Apple has already announced their initiative of paying a, mo- a monthly subscription for, you know, it's Apple Arcade, but they're going to have certain developers tied to that platform to make excellent games. Is mainly gaming for uh, the developers from indies. It could be a major publisher, but we do have movements of certain games coming out for the iOS exclusive and then Android later, just like the PS4 with the Xbox and vice versa. And we're talking about Nintendo's private beta Mario Kart. Now, that's a Nintendo product, okay? 
And for years, Nintendo has resisted, stubbornly resisted, to be in multiple platforms besides, obviously, their homegrown platforms. The Nintendo DS, Game Boy, GameCube, the Switch, Wii, Wii U, all of it. You know, just like Apple when it has their own uh, apps or own services and the like, which makes sense. You know, PS4 and Xbox are like that too, you know. But when Mario is now going to be featured on iOS, it's not the first game that Mario has done that, but this is now a beta released to test an official launch for the iPhone, iOS. And that's news because you got a publisher, you got a developer, a company, in fact, that is a major console heavyweight that has a system doing phenomenal that's ran on a mobile Snapdragon processor, okay, to now give out games and iOS to get get a buck. Now, for those that, and, and then here's why I think it's special too, because they know that there's a market there. They know that there's a lot of a customer base on the Apple platform, you know, iOS. Every every payment that you do uh, with Apple and a developer, they get a cut out of it. And let me explain a little bit better for you. If you have Spotify, right? This this is on the news too, and you know they're you know they're getting they're going back and forth to court and whatnot. But Spotify fought fought against this. But um, anywho, so when you have an iOS device and you download Spotify, but it's free. But then you go ahead and it's an in-app purchase, and you go ahead and you pay that you know that subscription. Apple gets a thirty percent cut out of that for the first year, I think, and then it drops down to fifteen percent. So now with Mario Kart, any in-game cosmetics, any any items that you want to have, or anything that you purchase in the app, in the apps, not in the app store, but in-app purchasing through Mario Kart, the actual game, Apple gets a cut out of that. I don't know if they worked out a, a different deal because this is the gaming world at this point. Maybe Nintendo negotiated a couple of favorable um, terms, and then Apple gets the fans. To go ahead and purchase the iOS, maybe considering it as a uh, you know a, a system, or maybe it's going to be a part of the Apple Arcade as the official uh, um, game for the iOS when it launches. Who knows? Maybe Nintendo could could catapult Apple to a nice contender in the smartphone business. We don't know that. We don't know these the negotiations that happened between Nintendo and Apple in regards to this. We do know that it's official and it's happening. And then later on, Android would have it as well. But it's the it's the it's the mind, man. It's playing with the minds. It's saying, hey, look, Apple's going to release this thing called Apple Arcade, and you're going to pay monthly payment, and you automatically can get Mario. Mario could probably probably negotiate with Apple. Okay, if they play on your and if they play on Apple Arcade and it's a part of it, we get a cut out of it. But we won't get a cut out of your sale of Mario Kart on the App Store, which they could sell for 10 or 15 or even 20 bucks. Before, back in the day, Final Fantasy games came out and they were high priced on the iOS. But then they turned to free or they included microtransaction and then they made it free. So it's free to play until you pay for microtransactions and the like, just like Fortnite. But who knows, man? It, you gotta, it's, it's a bigger, it's deeper. You know what I mean? It's deeper than what we just think. Oh, okay, it's an iOS. Oh, there's a new Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you gotta understand, you gotta understand the behind the scenes. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a breakthrough. 
You know? We'll see what happens. We'll see. But Nintendo's making a good move. They're making a good move to put it on a platform that everybody has, pretty much. That everybody has. And they put it on a, a dependable operating system because Android's pretty fragmented. And I don't even want to talk into that. Just Google it. And then you'll understand that developers lean towards iOS because they're more of the stability of more of everybody having or running the same software versus Android and their their firmware. Depending on the, the phone itself, you're going to get a certain form, firmware or it's capped at that firmware. And then you got to go and force yourself to upgrade to a phone that you don't want. Oh, see, see, you got me ranting. But we'll see what happens. 